Hello, Poke fans. Welcome to the Same Type Attack Bonus Podcast, or Stabcast for short, your twice-monthly look into the deeper worlds of Pokemon. I'm your host, Trainer Spike, and with me as always are my fellow trainers, Slagkick. <laughs> oh god, I can't do an Eevee cry. What are you kidding me? And Sulker. Come on, Pikachu, let's go! Today is June 3rd, 2018, and this is Stabcast Episode 27, Pokemon 2018 Video Game Press Conference. Welcome once again, our lovely lovely and beautiful listeners to another episode of our venture into the deeper worlds of Pokemon. This week, we are back to talk about the Pokemon 2018 video game press conference event that I think surprised and excited and delighted quite a few people out there. I'm over it. Pardon? I'm over it. Oh, are you? No. (laughs) Okay. Well, before we get to all that, let's talk about our Poke Weeks. Sulker, I'd like to start with you. Um, so, uh, obviously I watched the, well, I didn't watch the press event, but I was watching all of the Twitters about it when it was happening, so that was really exciting, and I've kind of been overzealously telling people at work about uh, Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee, but we'll talk about those a little more in detail, like you said. Uh, Since the announcement, though, I have been playing a lot of Pokemon Go. Uh, Surprise! I guess all of the times I said there's not really much Nintendo could do to bring me back to Pokemon Go was absolutely wrong, because here we are in the year of our Lord, 2018, with me having spent nearly a full day yesterday playing Pokemon Pokemon Go, uh, wherein uh, Spike and I took over several gyms, we went around and like captured a bunch of Pokies uh, in the current event going on, uh, so I finally got my Kabutops. Oh, so during the uh, Adventure Week, which I don't think we're going to be talking about too specifically today. Oh yeah, uh, which means we're, there's a lot more fossil Pokemon available right now. Uh, that's also how I got my Amistar. Um, and then we tried a couple of raids, one of which went well. Uh, what was the, Which Poke did we get through that? That was where we got the Sudowoodo. Yeah, and then the other one with Ho-Oh that did not go oh so well. Yeah, it really was a rough spot. Uh, other than that, I've been uh, playing Pokemon Quest a little bit here and there. The gameplay loop is a little frustrating in some ways. I know we're going to talk a little bit more about this in our uh, main discussion today, so I won't talk about it here. Uh, Otherwise, uh, I have a good friend who went to a GameStop yesterday uh, on the Zygarde release. Uh, Shout out to Grant. Yep, uh, my friend Grant. Uh, He sent me two codes for shiny Zygards, one of which will probably go to Spike, and then the other to me, and then we'll go to GameStop for the rest of our needs. Uh, And that's pretty much it. Uh, What about you, Slykick? Yeah, so in the Poke weeks since we have recorded last, I've done quite a bit. I mean, I guess sort of. I finished Ultra Sun. I haven't done everything post-game, but I finished the main game. Uh, It was pretty cool uh, seeing how the story diverged. So at some point, we may get back to our Poke adventures in Alola, Ultra Alola. And uh, actually ended up just... uh, bringing some Pokemon over from PokeBank just to speed up the process a little bit. Uh, so just had some old friends, like my Primarina, come along, and some from X and Y, just to, uh, you know, kind of... Because uh, I wanted to really experience the story and, uh, you know, kind of... Uh, yeah, you didn't want to focus as much on the gameplay stuff, right? Right, especially since, you know, if I really care about competitive team building, that's like, you know, that starts after the main game anyway. So that's probably the biggest piece of news for me. Um, 
as Salker had mentioned, um, with Pokemon Let's Go introducing some Pokemon Go integration, I've started to get back into that in the past few days. Nothing too involved, but, you know, just if I'm out somewhere at the store, I'll see if there's some local Pokies. I've caught a few, like, Omanyte and Kabuto and um, a lot of Lilip for some reason. I don't know. I guess it's... Um, I think that's also a part of the Adventure Week thing going on right now. Oh, okay. That must be why, then. And I did download Pokemon Quest. Haven't really put any time into it yet. Well, and let me let me ask, does that mean literally none, or, or have um, you I, checked I it I chose anymore? an Eevee because Pokemon Let's Go Eevee um, and did, like, the first trial, not even trial, like, you know, like, like, go around and have your Pokemon fight and then go back to base. That's, like, all I've done. So, like, barely, I barely played. Um, I also picked up Pokemon Tournament DX. So, uh, that Oh, yeah. How, cool. how is that? I mean, all I've really done is the, you know, story mode or whatever. And it's kind of super easy, but it's pretty fun. I can see where there's um, a lot of appeal that I did not get in the Wii U days when I was first trying to play it. So I'm looking forward to, you know, getting a little deeper into it and, you know, getting a little more challenged by it. So Nice. We should all uh, at some point play, uh, like, not necessarily a tournament, but, like, play against each other. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I've started uh, playing with Blaziken because I just thought that seemed like a good all-around pokey to start out with. So 420 Blaziken? Pretty much. So that does about it. A uh, shout out to Okrylo on Twitter who hooked me up with some of the legendary dog codes and the, um, what do you call the diamond and pearl ones? Like the galactic duo or whatever. Was that team Galactic? Are you talking about Dialga and Palkia? Yeah, yeah. I got one of them. I can't remember. I think a Dialga. Oh, nice. That's awesome. I'm super jealous. I enjoy any time like Okrylo reaches out to me about Pokemon and we just kind of talk about like, there was one day we talked about Pokemon breeding and IVs and EVs, and that was a lot of fun for me. And soon, well, I guess maybe maybe you won't be talking about Pokemon EV-EVs um, in Let's Go, because we don't know if that's going to be an element of Let's Go, but EV-EVs. True. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's, that's just about does it. Um, I'm hoping to get to a Build-A-Bear soon. I need to find out where the closest one is, because I want that Jigglypuff. Oh, I should also mention that we got a Charmander that way. We went to uh, Build-A-Bear, I think the week after our last recording, and then uh, we got the Charmander there, and I, I put my uh, own personal little uh, scarfy thing on him, so he's my buddy. Aww. Yeah, I love my Eevee and my Squirtle from uh, Build-A-Bear. I need to catch them all. Yeah. And but, yeah, I, it's kind of not news. Yeah, I want that new one so much. It's yeah, so Yeah, looks cute. so cute. Uh, how was your Poké Week, Spike? Well, you know, it's very similar to both of yours, um, because it's kind of a combination of both of yours in a lot of senses. Um, as Sulker had noted, he and I have been doing a lot of Pokemon going of late. Um, def- you know, since the Pokemon Let's Go announcement, which we will be talking about in more detail a little bit later, um, has really revitalized... I actually think it's revitalized the entire Pokemon Go community. I've seen a lot of people online, even people who are whining initially about some of the connectivity stuff, um, who have been talking about getting really active in Pokemon Go again, which has been great. And I've been having a lot of fun with it. You know, some of the uh, some of the changes they made lately and some of, like, 
like the events that are going on right now um seem really specifically designed to like wrap me back up like there's a chance i'll be able to get an articuno soon and so i'm like screaming about that and eh, just all in all like really really hype about pokemon go right now um, pokemon quest i've been playing i don't think i've been playing quite as much as sulker but i have been having fun you know it's it's kind of like a free-to-play phone game type game um you can kind of watch it play on auto which is a lot less fun maybe than than playing a little more actively uh, you know all your pokies are sort of going around and fighting each other and collecting random drops and so it's almost like it almost has like roguelike elements to it which is really interesting and i'm super into roguelikes um so i'm, I'm really interested in putting more time in it and seeing where the gameplay goes but at least in the first couple of worlds it's uh just leaves a little bit to be desired in terms of you know not exactly having a lot of gameplay which as a gameplay first person is a little bit of a struggle for me um i also did get my zygarde code but i haven't input it yet uh, planning to do that tonight need to charge up my 3ds i've been so focused on these other pokemon experiences this week but um with all of that having been said i think it's probably time for our poke news or muse and i'm gonna get us started here as you may have heard sulker and i both discuss uh the month of june is now officially underway obviously which means that the next free legendary for ultra sun and ultra moon in the continuing year of legendary pokemon promotion has begun this month we have zygarde which in north america is available at participating gamestop stores until june 24th those of you over in europe can get the legendary via mystery gift over the nintendo network Ugh, and can lucky. i just say i'm super jealous of all of you because i hate having to go get these codes like I, I, i'm much happier with getting them via mystery gift like getting codes doesn't bother me as much for like oh this is like a special heatran that has a high level that's fine but like a shiny zygarde i should be able to get that regardless of whether i'm going to gamestop or not for me uh, it's just about going to gamestop i don't really like doing that hey you know what gamestop while they have previously in the past removed their like awesome discounts you know what at least they're not best buy so they've got pokemon they've got things that i want potentially in terms of video games i would prefer gamestop to going to a best buy let's be honest hey man do you want to pre-order the new call of duty are you um, sure are you no, sure no i'll pass are you no, sure yeah, no no i'm good so slag kick i think you next have a news story that's actually pretty big news so we may do a little bit of talking on this one but do you want to get us started yeah so this is uh something that was a really um fun surprise for us in the Pokemon community. So there's a group called The Cutting Room Floor which is focused on finding hidden content in old games. And their website, by the by, is an amazing resource for Pokemon and other games. If you're just really interested in figuring out and learning about like what game data is left over and accessible on commercially released games, it's just a really fascinating place that it's, for me at least, very easy to lose hours of my life just browsing Browsing various we might have to pages. do a game buoy on uh, some cool things that were. We kinda... we actually have uh, quite a quite a few things that we talked about in our first year or two of game buoy came from cutting room floor. Oh, lol. <laughs> but, but continue. Anyway, uh, what they did is they were able to get their hands on a ROM of the Space World 1997 demo of Pokemon Gold. Well, and so the Shoshinkai event that the Space World event that Nintendo used to do was almost like their own and annual trade show that they would put on um, to really like exhibit like new and upcoming games that they might have coming along and the actual demo 
that they had playable at Space World 1997 has been kind of a holy grail for for a lot of ROM collectors over the years because you know when these cartridges exist and you know all especially in this case where so much was different from the released version um, people were for years looking for like a copy of this in order to rip it and dump it um, apparently what happened is that there was a private Japanese collector who got his hands on a cartridge some number of years ago who unfortunately recently passed away um, and so in reviewing his archive of what he had collected this as well as I'm told several other extremely interesting betas and, and demos um, have now leaked or are in the process of leaking uh, but continue Slaggy. So uh, most exciting for the community is that there are a bunch of designs uh, early designs of the Pokemon that we would come to know and love in Johto. Some with you know kind of more primitive looking sprites more in the style of like I would say if we're looking at Japanese sprites like Pokemon Blue um, also those like early ones yeah like um, yeah like those early ones um, but then also a bunch of unused Pokemon including lots of babies so there were like baby Vulpix baby Grimer baby Doduo who for some reason has three heads um, a baby Paris baby Grimer did I say already uh, baby Meowth and then like early versions of Pichu Mime Jr um, Smoochum and like a bunch of all different starters Interestingly, uh, Chikorita and Meganium both are intact, but the uh, whatever became before Bayleaf uh, that is not Bayleaf looks very different and out of place. Um, there's some, like, things that are interesting to me is, like, that uh, Remoraid and Octillery uh, kind of mostly look the same, uh, but then you have things like... Hold on, hold on. I'm going to stop you on Octillery real quick because I like how this version of Octillery really looks. Like, I, I like Octillery as one of my fave, like, Gen 2 water types, uh, but like, it looks like it legit belongs in a war scenario, which... Yeah, it has a little helmet. But it also, like, the the way its tentacles kind of curl up... The little it look tentacle like, treads? Yeah, like little tentacle treads, and I thought that that was a really nice touch, but yeah. I could see why they would switch away from that, but I bet you there would have been some deep lore on, like, a Pokemon war in which this one had to evolve in. Uh, we know Pokemon war is... Uh... Well, yeah, but I mean, like, more <laughs> specifics. Yeah, um, but I mean, like, for me, like, they're mostly still recognizable. Um, then you have things like Girafferig, who instead of having the little thing that was kind of like a chain chomp on its butt, it's just two giraffe heads. And Which is, is amazing. Yeah. Um, and then you have interesting things where like, Ho-Oh looks the same, but the legendary dogs look like they were someone's art fake Pokemon, with Suicune specifically looking like Nina from Full Metal Alchemist. I keep hearing people point that out, and it's like, I see it, but it just looks more to me like a My Little Pony. Oh my god, yes, that's 100% what it looks like. I, I mean, like yes, one of but the also 80s the My Little Pony. It's not Friendship is Magic style. Fine, it's a little bit of both. It's full metal pony, okay? Yeah, so I think it's just But really... this one here that's um called Rai, it's the one on the far left. Did that one become Raiko, maybe? Raiko, yeah. Um, I love that one. It looks like a Puccino with, like, Super Saiyan hair, <laughs> and I'm, I'm living for that. That's very much my aesthetic. Right. Um, also, can we talk a little bit about Kotora and Raitora? Because they are the cutest cuties that have ever cuted. Oh, right. The um, electric types? The screaming electric kitties? Yeah. I wish we had them. Yeah. In fact, you know, I've seen a lot of people, like, tweeting at Pokemon Company and at Nintendo, etc., etc., basically asking to, like, bring the babies back. And it's kind of been really interesting. 
interesting to see so many of the, these designs have huge fandoms already. All the fan art and everything. Like, so much fan art. Yeah. Um, I mean, even Pichu is like much rounder, which I mean, Pichu is already cute, but I mean, this one's just like a little round, cute ball. Um, there is a little puppy Growlithe. There is a baby Tangela, a baby Sea King, which is interesting because it looks more like Sea King than Goldeen. Alekid um, looks hella weird. Yeah, Alekid looks weird. I think Alekid looks adorable. Let's be clear. I think they all look adorable. <laughs> yeah, I could still say it looks hella weird, though. Yeah, so just some really well, yeah, cool... yeah, babies look weird. A really cool piece of Poké history that we're lucky to have. And even if they're not ever going to be official, I mean, now they're out in the world. So between Gorochu and all of these unused Pokés, our early version Pokés, um, it's been quite a year for some Poké history. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and so uh, does that about wrap it up for you? Yeah, I mean, there's also footage of, like, skateboarding and stuff, but we already knew about the skateboarding. Well, I mean, we say footage, but let's be clear, this ROM is out there on the internet. Like, some of our listeners I've seen tweeting, like, about playing it already. Um, and in fact, there is a translation group that is currently working on translating the game to English, you know, so that we can all, you know, take a look and experiment and, you know, see what's what's present in this ROM. Uh, do either of you plan on downloading the ROM and checking this out? Oh, uh, maybe. Yes. Yeah. Um... How complete is it? Do we did we ever hear about that? So a lot of the content is complete, even complete with like completely alternate like root designs in some cases. Um, so it's actually like pretty complete in terms of content that's there, but you can't actually like play all the way through it unless you're gonna you know use like codes and stuff to like connect maps or what have you. But it still seems like the kind of thing that'd be really interesting to poke around in. Poke around. Huh. All right. So we also have word here that this month several new figures are being added. Added to Pokemon Duel. Arcanine is being added for purchase before they will be added to boosters at a later date. Shiny Eevee and Shiny Umbreon will be possible booster rewards from the n- newest team match event. Alolan Sandshrew and Sla- Sand Slash will be available through the King's Cup, and Ultra Bo- Beasts will be made available later in the month through boosters. Now, I know neither of you are terribly into Pokemon Duel, but does this uh, entice either of you to come back? Let's nope. start with Sulker. I mean, I was literally sitting here thinking, hmm, you know, it's like I said I would never go back to Pokemon Go, and then I just like was like, no, I remember how this game plays, and I'm not super into it, but that's fine. I don't have to like everything. But Arcanine... Yeah, you've, like, even with my favorite baby being there, like, I don't know, it's just like, eh, nah, probably not. Like, it's not my kind of game. And Slykick, it sounded like that was just a no from you? No. All all right, well then, uh, Slykick, I believe well, you have wait, the next wait, news. Wait, wait, wait. What about you? I know that you picked the game back up right when we kind of came back to the show uh, due to some of the updates. Is this something that will keep your interest? Are you going to purchase any of the content they're putting out there? While I was making this show roll, I updated my installation, so I do plan on checking it out. Well, okay. One out of three is not ideal, but still better than zero. <laughs> Slaggy, take it away. Yeah, the Pokemon Go Summer Tour 2018 has been announced. Um, Jigglypuff's going to be had lining with her new bop of the summer, you know, tearing up the charts. No, I'm, I'm kidding, but um, what we are going to have is, along with the Pokemon Go Fest 2018, a walk in the park, which is July 14th and 15th at Lincoln Park, not to be confused with Lincoln Park, uh, in Chicago. Could you imagine, though, if Lincoln Park played at PokeFest? Um, anyway, there will also be Safari Zone events. One of them will be in Dortmund, Germany, on July, I'm sorry, June 30th and July 1st. 
first in Westphalen Park for um, no entrance fee for that one. $20 for the single day passes for the Pokemon Go Fest in Chicago. And there'll also be a Safari Zone event in Yokosuka, Japan, with details to be released at a later time. Excellent. Um, Are either of you planning to go to any of these events? I mean, I don't know. Are we road tripping out to Chicago? Probably not. Then, okay, I mean, Dortmund it is. I think, yep, yeah, we'll just go to Germany. Right. I'm just like, I know they're calling it the Summer Tour 2018, but if the event in Yokosuka could just happen in early 2019 instead, maybe I'll be there again. Yeah, that'd be great. That would be great. But that's fine. We'll be able to, like, track, you know, well, one, we'll, next time we go back, we'll get a better, like, Wi-Fi thing going for us. And then two, we'll be on top of what kind of events are happening in Japan at that point. Indeed. All right, I believe Sulker has our next news story for us. This is one that Spike uh, kind of hinted at at the beginning of the episode. Articuno is now back for capture in Pokemon Go. Uh, Articuno is available as a field research reward if you have not been playing the game very recently or in the last like half year. Uh, Field research are different daily goals or weekly goals that you can achieve through various, like, go catch this Pokey or go catch this type of Pokey and And once you fill up a certain amount of these requirements, you get a free Pokemon that you get to attempt to capture. Uh, I personally was unaware of this feature until last night, uh, in which I caught a uh, Slugma that way because I had finished up some of my field research. Uh, Articuno is now one of the babies that you can get through this feature. We just call all Pokemon babies here. It is what it is. It's true. Um, Even Arceus. Oh, cute baby. uh, I'm not certain how long this event runs for, but while it's out there, I would recommend people going and doing their field research, so getting back into the game and uh, hopefully getting that Articuno pop. Uh, I know that I'm personally excited about this since I'm trying to get back in the game. How do you guys feel about this? Let's start with Slagkick, because I think I know how Spike feels about this. Um, I love Articuno. I love all the birds. Um, for, I haven't had a chance to experience a lot of the field research, aside from Professor Daddy Willow being like, hey, go do some field research for me. I'm like, okay, Zaddy, um, but it seems like a much-needed addition to the game, like, with some, you know, kind of giving incentives and, I mean, uh, making it a little more RPG-like, I guess, so, um, yeah. And how about you, Spike? Excellent. Well, you know, I'm super stoked about it. I love Articuno. I was super mad that I was not able to get one previously because, you know, doing uh, doing raids is kind of difficult because I don't have, like, a lot of friends that I necessarily hang out with that are super into Pokemon Go still. So I'm really stoked that there's a way for me to get my favorite Gen 1 Pokey. Um, I also wanted to note that if you ever see the um, field research quest pop up called Throw an Excellent Curveball, this is also... Um, a good way to get the very popular dark type Pokemon Absol. Absolutely. Which is the first time Absol has been available outside of raids. And the thing is, um, Absol, while he has like really low HP, has a very high damage output. So a lot of people are very excited about that. If you should see the quest name pop up, throw an excellent curveball, definitely prioritize doing that quest. Let's see. So next up, it looks like we have Slag Kick. Yeah, so just adding a little more onto the field research, the water-type Pokemon are going to be focused on Seal, Kingdra, and Horsey, among others. So this has started as of... 
Friday, um, last Friday as of recording this. So June first, June first. So um, if you're a fan of water Pokemon, I know I sure am. Um, then this is the field research for you. Yeah, yeah. You know, and this um, kind of ties in to the legendary Pokemon Articuno. Um, it's just you know again a focus on field research quests around all these water Pokies. Which if you're a fan of the water Pokies, you're trying to be a, a water type trainer. Now is a great time to grind those researches. I like water pokey. Um, I always thought I was, I always liked grass types more, but um, I've come to identify with water types more over the years, so I think that's me. Excellent. Um, we also now have word, and this is something that has is already live in the game to some degree, but Alolan forms are now available in Pokemon Go. Alolan! Alola for, Alolan forms are obviously a regional variant for various Gen 1 Pokies that were introduced in Generation 7. Um, the Pokemon that will be coming to Pokemon Go with Alolan forms are Diglett, Dugtrio, Meowth, Persian, Vulpix, Ninetales, Marowak, Sandshrew, Sand Slash, Raichu, Rattata, Raticate, Executor, Grimer, Muck, Geodude, Graveler, and Golem. So far, to the best of my knowledge, only Executor is in the game yet, but I have already seen so many Alolan Executors, particularly a lot of the local gyms. In fact, I left two of mine at local gyms this weekend. Oh, good tall boys. Right? Or um, tall girls. Do either of you have any experience with these Alolan forms? Let's start with you, Sulker. Yep, Kyle one the day of the uh, big Pokemon announcement this week because they announced that those would be live that day. Uh, so I was just able to catch a Nasi or sorry, Executor from my house uh, within the, like an hour of the event notification. So I'm happy with my tall babies. And what about you, Slykick? Yeah, I, I was in the mood for some crazy bread from Little Caesars. So uh, I went there earlier in the week um, and a very good tall boy was waiting outside and I caught him, and he is my special tall, nasty tree. That's awesome. Congrats. I'm really glad to hear it. Yeah, Lolan Executor is, like, one of my faves. Like, Executor was always kind of doofy, but, like, then he became 30 feet tall in a palm tree, and everyone loves him. Right. I believe we have one more Pokemon Go news story. You want to take that, Slaggy? Yes, this is the next Pokemon Go Community Day, which is June 16th, a Saturday. It will be focused on Larvitar. So, um, if you you are in the Asia Pacific region. It'll be from 12 p.m. to 3 p.m. Japanese Standard Time in Europe, the Middle East, Africa, and India. 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Um, Universal. What is UTC? I thought it was just coordinated time. Oh, okay. So I'm so used. I'm so used to it being Greenwich Mean Time. I guess uh, they had to get less Eurocentric, huh? And for uh, us in the Americas and in Greenland, from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Pacific time. Excellent. So um, I guess uh, in a few weekends, we're going to have to go get us some Larvitars, huh? Yep. There will, of course, be the requisite three-hour lures, a three-hour lure, and, uh, you know, uh, times three catch experience multipliers. We don't yet know what the exclusive 
move is going to be, but as soon as we hear, we will update you now that we are back in production on this show. Uh, moving things over to the trading card game. Sulker, do you want to get us started? Sure. Uh, the new Evolutions GX tins will be coming out in September. Uh, three new Evolution or Evolution Celebration tins featuring Leafeon GX, Glaceon GX, and Sylveon GX will be released in America and Europe on September 21st. Each will feature one of these three Pokemon GX cards, uh, four booster packs, and a Pokemon the card game online code card. Uh, the three cards will presumably be reprints of their existing GX cards, but may have alternate artwork. Uh, in related news, uh, the special Dragon Majesty mini set uh, will see the release of its own Elite Trainer box featuring Naganandel, uh, and like the Shining Legends ETB, it'll Elite be... Elite Trainer box? Yeah, ETB. Like, we talk about ETBs all the time, we just never short You down with ETB? Yeah, yeah you, you know, know me. <laughs> Uh, it'll come with 10 booster packs instead of the usual 8, and a never-before-seen foil Nagandel... I don't. I can never say that Pokemon's name. Nagand- I've ever seen Naganadel? Isn't that Naganadel? the uh, Poiple evolution? Is it? I think so, yeah. Well, Naganadel GX promo card and uh, featuring the usual ETB or Elite Trainer box trimmings. Um, and yeah, uh, so those are some new Pokemon card game releases that I will probably be very into, specifically for me Leafeon, since I think it's my... I would say it's probably my favorite evolution. Um, what about you guys? Let's start with Spike. Yeah, I will definitely be buying at least one of the evolution tins. Um, for me, it would probably be Sylveon, but it could be Glaceon, because um, I do love the that ice... In fact, yeah. I'll get Glaceon. Psyche, I assume you would want Sylveon. Well, it's funny, because I was going to say, if you take Sylveon, I'd take Glaceon, but I do love my beautiful bow-wearing fox girl. Oh, with her flesh ribbons? Flesh ribbons! Uh, who doesn't love f- flesh ribbons? Yes. I will almost certainly also be buying the uh, Dragon Majesty Elite Trainer Box. Uh, as I always say here, I find those Elite Trainer Boxes to be such a cool way to like really in- get invested immediately in each set, so definitely we'll be checking this out, especially because who doesn't love dragons? Well, Dragon Magus- Dragon Majesty is basically your drag queen name. Alright, except I already have one of those and it's not that. I know. So we also have some word, some words here on the upcoming Japanese promo cards for some of the upcoming Japanese gym tournaments. Um, let's see, there's gonna be a Mr. Mime GX card. Which, what the heck, that's amazing. Right? <laughs> um, there's also also going to be a bunch of cards that um, you know we've already seen in other sets. Um, but something that's very interesting is that the uh, Deoxys card like has like new art and some new moves, which are themselves already really interesting. Um, the Heatran card, for example, is one that we actually already got as a promo for Ultra Prism, and they haven't gotten in Japan yet. And there's also this Return Label Trainer card, which is uh, you get to choose one card from your opponent's discard pile, and your opponent puts that card at the bottom of their deck, and then it also lets you play multiple item cards during your turn. So it seems like a pretty cool card. Like, basically, if you know that your opponent has an ability to, like, take a card from their own discard, it would be a really good way to, like, prevent them from doing that. Um, overall, what what do you guys think about these promos? Like, uh, are these ones that you're going to be trying to get copies of when they come out in English? Let's start with Slidekick. 
Um, maybe. Like, honestly, like, I, there's, we, we typically have so much card news that it's hard to keep track of them. But, I mean, I don't know. If we're all out at the store and I'm like, oh, that looks cool, then maybe. And what about you, Sulker? Uh, obviously I'll try to find some of these, but the one that I want is the Mr. Mime GX. If they released a Mr. Mime GX box, I would be about that. I don't know what it is about Ash's dad, but I just really enjoy the concept of this Pokemon. Oh, you, you didn't hear about the special Father's Day? event that <laughs> Target's going to be holding with the Mr. Mime GX box. <laughs> I am so angry that that isn't really happening, but Sulker, I believe you actually have the wrap-up piece for our Muse this week. Yes! Um, so it looks like pre-release kits uh, will be sold in stores. Uh, build and battle kits is what they're being uh, called as, I believe. Um, so these are, are now being sold at retailers like GameStop. I don't know that they're in stores yet, Um well, actually, for yeah, example, so... for the uh, Forbidden Light expansion, it actually went um, on sale the same day as the expansion hit shore s- store shelves. <laughs> um, each kit is retailing for $20, which is pretty cool. Yeah, uh, and for that $20, you get a 23-card uh, evolution pack featuring key cards from the current and prior sets, including one of four alternate art promos, four Forbidden Light booster packs with that particular release, and one deck-building tip sheet. Uh, this means anyone can easily purchase a a pre-release kit to get the promotions. It will no longer be necessary to attend pre-releases to get the goods. Um, And I wonder how this will change the way that people attend those pre-release events. Yeah, it's interesting. Well, you know, a lot of folks assume, and and I am one of those, that this is probably a sign that the Pokemon company um, really wants, like, groups and smaller stores to maybe have options to hold their own mini tournaments. Like, even, even stores now that aren't necessarily participating in like the official Pokemon League events will you know they'll just be able to go out and buy one of these kits and now basically be able to have all of the benefits of being like an official retailer that is holding a pre-release event so you know or for uh, some folks like us who you know obviously I haven't attended a pre-release event in many years because I'm in my 30s and I don't want to do that and be super like that weird old man but now I'll be able to to get promos again so to me this is really freaking cool um if either of you guys should see any of these uh kits in the stores do you think you'd be inclined to pick them up perhaps i mean pretty likely for me excellent excellent and that's definitely something to keep your eyes on as upcoming sets release so let's talk now about our discussion topic for the week which obviously was the pokemon 2018 video game press conference um something i do want to note you know this event happened last tuesday the 29th. I imagine this episode will be going live about a w- one week later, which is funny. Um, something interesting about it is that the event was not live streamed as it was happening. Uh, you know, we all kind of had to rely on Twitter updates uh, and various, you know, live blogs of, of the event from people who are there. But the actual press conference was recorded and has now been uploaded to YouTube officially. So if you haven't seen it, you know, it, it is an interesting watch, but um, kind of the, the big news really comes away in terms of the big three announcements that they made at this event. Um, This was, of course, the surprise release of Pokemon Quest, a game of which we had never even heard of prior to that event. We then got the announcement and release date for Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Pokemon Let's Go Eevee for the Nintendo Switch. That is going to be this November, which is obviously incredibly exciting. And we also got the announcement of a new Pokemon Generation game in 2019. Uh, Let's start by discussing 
Blessing Pokemon Quest. Of course, it went live Tuesday night immediately following the event. It is available on Switch with a phone version coming soon for iOS and Android devices. It's worth noting that saves will not be cross-compatible. So if you have a game going on your Switch, it will not be the same progress as what you have going on the phone, should you be playing both. Not entirely dissimilar to how uh, Pokemon Shuffle is handled on the 3DS and phone. Um, Something else that has been a big topic of debate are the microtransactions in the game. Um, As a free-to-play game, or or free-to-start as Nintendo is so fond of calling these types of games, um, obviously you can progress through the game at a much slower pace without spending any money, but if you're serious about the game and you really want to collect a lot of babies quickly, the game really requires you to invest some money in it. Um, So we've talked a little bit about the game and our experiences playing it, but I'd like to specifically ask both of you how you felt about the announcement and how you feel about sort of how the game is designed and some of these these specific pieces of news. And I'd like to start with you, Sulker. What what do you think? So I actually like the game. Uh, Well, I have complex feelings about it. Let's say that. Um, So the announcement itself was, it was a nice side note, I think, to the main news that we were all expecting, uh, which I know we're getting to in a bit. Um, I actually was at work during the time that the event started, so I missed most of the uh, information about Pokemon Quest. So when I found out that it was available to download that night, I went and immediately downloaded it as soon as it was up on the eShop. Um, the gameplay is fine. It's fine. It's fine. Like, it's not something that I would necessarily be super hyped for all the time, um, but it, since I kind of guess I'm the one who's played it the most at this point, I'll talk to it. Uh, essentially, like, you get your starter Pokemon uh, because your character has gone to this island and they're going to do different kinds of research, um, which it should be noted, the different research things that you do are automatic and give you uh, various rewards throughout the game. Uh, Sometimes it's tickets that allow you to refill your energy because this game uses the recharge uh, thing, so you can only play a maximum of five attempts to begin with. Stamina meter. Stamina meter, yeah. Uh, There is an option for like, I think it's like 700 tickets to buy a Mew statue, which you can use to increase that by one, but that seems like an awful lot of work just to get an additional one. Or $4.99. That's that's true. Um, eh, the gameplay is very repetitive. You let your Pokemon go out, you give them little blocks uh, or like these power stones that give them additional health uh, or give them additional attack and sometimes little special abilities related to each of those depending on the different grade of stone that you get. Uh, and there are little ones that will also change the way that their special moves work. Um, it's fun to play when you're actively playing it, but like Spike mentioned earlier in the episode, you can autoplay it to just kind of get through the level, uh, and then it just kind of becomes a standard mobile phone game where you just press a button and ignore it until it's done. So I didn't know it was going to be coming out for iPhone, or for mobile phones. I think that that's probably the more accessible way to play this, as someone who doesn't carry their Switch with them everywhere. I think that I would find a little bit more time to play it. Ultimately, I think this is a game that I will kind of drop out of just based on the fact that it's not long-term entertaining for me. Um, And that's what I got to say on this game. Yeah, a lot of folks are presuming that, again, you know, assuming that the model is uh, Pokemon Shuffle, that the reason why saves won't be cross-compatible is that there will probably be, like, different prices for all of the microtransactions. Um, Probably in the phone version, all of the items that cost tickets presently will probably require a lot more tickets 
tickets. Um, and that tickets will probably be a little harder to find. Uh, because again, this sounds very similar to what they did with uh, Pokemon Shuffle. Um, Saggy, I know that you haven't actually played much Pokemon Quest, but what do you think about its availability, its immediate release, and the microtransaction situation? I'm generally... I, I generally don't like the mobile social format where, you know, you have a stamina bar. Like, I don't know, it's just... It's, I got really burnt out on that in the Facebook games days. Um, so I don't anticipate I'm going to be spending a lot of time with this, but I do think the art direction is adorable. I would love to see little, um, like, uh, little figurines of some of the pokies in their little cube forms. So... And there's there's merch for those cube form pokies already. And I is want there really? Those. Yeah, there's already plushies in Japan. Yeah, I, and I definitely want those. Like, the game, the sprite design is really adorable. It's just that it's... The gameplay needs to it needs to come up to the next level if they're going to keep people interested. Yeah, I I would actually be inclined to agree with that statement. So, all right, well then that kind of says everything I think that we have to say about Pokemon Quest. So let's talk about the game that I think we will have the most to say, and this is Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. Um, these games were kind of expected to be discussed. You know, we've been getting leaks now for the last several months about an announcement coming for a Pokemon Switch game, a lot of uh, really notable and trustworthy games informants, I suppose you could say, had been for a long time now teasing that we were going to get an announcement, that it wasn't going to be a new gen, but it was going to be a new mainline game. This appears to be Pokemon Let's Go. Um, Pokemon Let's Go is sort of a remake of Pokemon Yellow, but it's also a new type of mainline Pokemon game. Um, We know that there will be elements of the Pokemon anime um, that will be actually like apparently uh, to a greater degree than what we already saw in Pokemon Yellow. Um, it's going to be releasing on November 16th exclusively for the Nintendo Switch. The games are presently available for pre-order for $59.99 each. Um, something that we do know about the game is that your traveling Poke, Pokey, or whichever main one you start with or you, that you're let's going with, um, will be following you in-game, similar to the way Pikachu did in Pokemon Yellow, and that Pokemon, for whichever version you get, you will be able to customize and dress up, which is already for me like a huge thing. I, I love the idea of dressing up my my pokies, and if I could get a Pikachu that's wearing like Team Skull gear, which I actually have a, a plushie of, or I should say Sulker has a plushie of, I would be so down. Um, So the thing is, there's actually some controversial news about this game as well though. Um, To the best of our knowledge, only the original 151 Pokemon are going to be in the game, although a lot forms will also be present, um, but there is also going to be an all-new Pokemon appearing for the first time, although we don't have any details on it. Uh, similar to Pokemon Yellow, your starter Pokemon will not be able to evolve, and uh, while you will be able to trade Pokemon with your friends locally and battle via local wireless and Wi-Fi, there will not be any breeding or Pokemon eggs, uh, very similar to what we saw about Pokemon Gen 1 in the first place. Um, however, some stuff that's really interesting is that the random battles that we're used to, you know, wandering around in tall grass and getting into like a random fight JRPG style is um, actually being taken away from the game, or or I should say being changed a little. Um, Wild Pokemon now will appear visibly in tall grass, and you'll be able to go after them out in the field. And once you encounter them, rather than fighting them in order to then, you know, pick Pokeball from a menu to throw a Pokeball, the, the catching for Wild 
Pokemon will actually be done just by throwing Pokeballs Pokemon Go style, completely removing random battles from the game. Though it does need to be noted, regular fights in the game, both between your friends or Pokemon trainers in-game, will use the same turn-based battle system of all of the standard, you know, Pokemon core games. There's also going to be a new, unique two-player co-op mode that will allow someone else to join in and assist in your Pokemon adventure, both in capturing and in battling, turning more battles into, uh, like, dual battles, which I think is really awesome. Um, They've also confirmed that you will be able to connect your Pokemon Let's Go to your Pokemon Go game in order to transfer Pokemon from Go to Let's Go. You will not be able to transfer from Let's Go to Go, though, so this is this is a one-way trip, and that's something that I think is important to note. Um, there's also going to be a new device that is going to be available for Pokemon Let's Go. This is called the Pokeball Plus. This game, this device will actually work for both Pokemon Let's Go and Pokemon Go. It's shaped like a Pokeball, and it will have like motion controls present. Um, when it's paired with your Pokemon Go, it will act like the Pokemon P- Pokemon Go Plus device, allowing you to do all of your stuff with like one touch of a button while you're out exploring, which pretty cool. You'll also be able to put your babies into the Pokeball and like take them with you, similar to like a Pikachu mini or or that kind of thing. Um, we also, it needs to be noted, know for a fact that this is sort of meant to be a Pokemon core game to bring younger people and Pokemon Go players into the mainline core games. So, you know, a lot of folks are calling it like a more casual experience because of these changes that are being made. Um, I don't know that I would really call it casual because it looks like it is still going to have the the level of depth that we're used to from Pokemon games. It's just the design is being changed and experimented with a little bit. I personally don't have a problem with that, but it seems like a lot of people do. We're going to talk about this a little bit in a, in a minute, but I, I want to now open the floor to you, you guys. We're going to start with Slag Kick on this one. I want to ask you, what are your thoughts on the graphics of the game? It's been really noted that the game looks like it's running on a very similar engine to uh, Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, but obviously kicked way into high gear and with that sort of more cartoonish style that um, a lot of folks are very familiar with from Pokemon Go. How how do you think it looks like and and how do you feel about it? I mean, I think it looks adorable. I think it's the perfect way for um, Pokemon to make the jump into a, you know, I say the jump into a full 3D game as if like Pokemon XD wasn't already a thing. But, you know, I mean, a lot of people really feel that, um, you know, that doesn't count. So, uh, I think it looks perfect, you know, um, it's really cute, it's cartoony, but it still looks like, you know, really, you know, it's not, like, ugly. <laughs> I mean, I don't really know what else to say. Um, I think it's a perfect blend of what we're kind of used to from the game's aesthetics in the past with what we see in Pokemon Go. Excellent. And what about you, Sulker? What do you think about the graphics in Pokemon Let's Go? I actually am a really big fan of them. Uh, you and I had just been talking about the graphics from uh, Ultra Pokemon- Sun, Ultra Moon, Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, and Regular Sun Moon. Uh, a couple weeks back, when we were talking about the way that people were like running them at much higher levels than uh, like you can do on a 3DS, and like how that it w- it's kind of the direction that they would need to go in order to make it work for the Switch, which it almost exactly looks like is what happened here. Um, I am c- a fan of the cartoony style, so I'm not gonna hate on any of that. Um, and I mean, it's just great to see our Pokies kind of get a little bit even cleaner than they were in Gen 7. So I'm a fan of the graphics. Excellent. Yeah, I think the game looks really 
really good. I think that this, for me, is actually kind of like the ideal art style for Pokemon. It still recognizably looks like the 3D Pokemon game world and character designs, but it also, you know, with that cartoony element, looks a little bit more like a moving anime. Um, I, I just think that it's like the, really, for me, the perfect middle ground. And I'm actually fun finding myself hoping that the 2019 game looks very similar. Um, a lot of folks online that I've seen have been complaining that, you know, the the trainers don't have like, quote unquote, realistic human proportions. It's more of like an anime style with, you know, a really big head with giant eyes and, you know, stumpy limbs and what have you. Um, that for me isn't a problem. I think it looks super good. I think that all the Pokemon models look super good. I'm, I'm stoked about it. Um, but the next talking point here is obviously the Pokemon Go integration, because this is basically a, a Pokemon mainline game having a baby with Pokemon Go. Um, I'm excited about it personally. It's got me really stoked to revisit Pokemon Go as we've discussed repeatedly here today. But I want to ask you both how you think feel about it, particularly the fact that you'll be able to bring Pokies over from Pokemon Go into a Pokemon game and that you'll be able to, um, you know, presumably get your Alolan forms over into Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. I know a lot. you're both really excited about Alolan Nashi being in Pokemon Go now, and you'll be able to take that presumably over to Let's Go. Um, let's start with you, Sulker. How do you feel about the Pokemon Go integration? And, I, and it is okay if you're not a fan. Uh, I'm definitely a fan. Uh, so on, on the surface, just from what we know about it to date, uh, I like that you'll be able to, say, catch a Pokemon while you're out wandering around, and if it's one of the 151, go ahead and move it over to your game when you get home. Uh, I think that that's really a nice way to bring the two together. Uh, something that we didn't talk about here, but was uh, talked about in the uh, Masuda-san interview. Yeah, there was a really great interview with Masuda-san that Eurogamer published yesterday. Yeah, uh, in that, they kind of talk about what the integration features will look like. So when you bring your Pokemon over from Go to Let's Go, they will kind of be in a sort of Safari Zone-esque kind of area, where you'll get to go and like meet them for the first time in that reality or that version of the Pokemon world, and then capture them there. Uh, he also kind of vaguely hinted that there would be other uh, incentives for bringing over the same Pokemon uh, multiple times. So, like, if you catch a bunch of Charmanders, you can send them over, and there's supposedly some kind of mini game that you'll get out of that. So, I'm excited to see what that piece looks like. Um, I am a little uh, saddened by the fact that it's a one-way trip. I think that they, the minimum they should allow you to do is if you catch a Pokemon in Go, transfer it to Let's Go, and want to bring it back. I think that would be something that they should look at for down the line. Um, if not, it's totally fine. I'm going to be playing this one way or the other. Um, yeah, I guess that really covers all of the Go integrations that we know about. Did I miss anything on that? Uh, anyways, I'm really excited about it. And what what do you think about it, Slackkick? Well, I mean, my understanding of it is that it's not actually going to give them into your party, but it's going to be more like a Poke Park where you can interact with them. Well, I, the, in the Masuda-san interview, he like says that you can capture them. Really? Because that's not how I interpreted that at all. Uh, I'll <laughs> look back while you talk about how you feel about the integrations in general. Well, and something that I, I do want to note here, and I'm sorry to interject, is that, you know, that was actually a very similar mechanic to how we saw getting the getting Pokies from the uh, Game Boy Advance games into the DS games. Like the Dream Park? Yeah, it, it, that to me, it sounded like exactly that mechanic, where, you know, you're, you were able to import them into the little park, and then you just catch them from the little park, rather than having them automatically added to your party or your box. Oh. That was how it sounded to me, 
at least. And I, I assume that it goes this way since the Pokemon coming over from Go wouldn't on their own have, you know, their EVs and IVs in, that are done in the same style as the games. So I presume that that is how they get that because then, you know, they're coming into your park and they're getting all their stats assigned and then you catch them anew. Hmm. I mean, I assume that would be the only way to get a Raichu, Flareon, Jolteon, or Vaporeon too, since your starter won't evolve. Well, I mean, presumably one hopes you'll still be able to find rando Pikachus like you could in yellow or rando Eevees mm. somewhere. You couldn't find rando Pikachus in yellow. You couldn't red blue. Well, if you traded one to yellow that came over there, you would still be able to evolve it. That yeah. was what I meant, really. I, not necessarily that you would find ra- rando wild ones. Right, right, right. But but anyway, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Please do continue talking. Well, I mean, uh, either way, I mean, it's giving me more of an incentive, whether it's just, uh, you know, bringing a bunch of Charmanders over and there's a chance of catching one in the wild or something, or, I mean, I don't know, like, I, when I was reading it, my impression was that it will not be actually transferred into your yeah. game, but... So, uh, to follow up, uh, the article, uh, says that, uh, they won't go directly into your collection, uh, they enter into an area that's kind of like a safari park type thing, where you can see the Pokemon moving around in there, and you can actually go there and interact with them and catch them. So, we were both correct. Oh. Yep, it very okay, clearly so it is, states it's... both of them. Okay, so it is dream, like a dream park, then, basically. Yeah. Well, then that makes me happy, uh... And like, um, well, yeah, that's why I'm stoked. I want to get my Mew. I want to get my Articuno. I want to start, you know, transferring these things over to my my Pokemon Let's Go game as soon as I can. And it makes me feel a little less inclined to be like, oh, I need to catch a bunch of Pidgey to have a Pidgeot. Like, it could just be like, oh, I'll just catch whatever, and then that'll, you know, help me add to my Pokedex. And then, you know, assuming that this this um, Let's Go series, like I say series, but is successful enough to become a series, which I think Masuda Sound in the same interview said that if it sells well, that they're, you know, open to continuing it as a series, um, that you could do the same thing with the gold and silver Pokemon and the ruby sapphire Pokemon and so on. Yeah, and it is worth noting uh, Masuda Sound in this interview, and again, this interview is fantastic. We will link it to you over at stabcast.org. Stabcast.org. But Masuda-san very openly says, you know, that they knew that they wanted to create a new mainline Pokemon series specifically for, like, lapsed fans and and fans that, you know, have that sense of nostalgia and that it isn't going to, like, overwrite, like, the hardcore, quote-unquote, you know, core games that we will be seeing one of come out in 2019. So I absolutely do think Let's Go is going to become a new thing. And I'm I'm actually stoked about that. Uh, Let me ask you that, and it's not on the show roll. We, We do have a couple more things to talk about here but i want to ask you both based on what you know so far do you want let's go to be a one-off or do you want it to be a new sub-series and Slykick, since you're already talking to that just go with it oh i mean i'm all here for it um especially if it offers a little bit different uh gameplay than the more hardcore like you know i'm like i love pokemon give it all to me basically um you know uh the thing that i'm really excited about is that i know a bunch of people who are either lapsed players or who are really into pogo who i'm sure that like you know either they own a switch and will be definitely picking this up i'm assuming or maybe don't own a switch but this will be what gets them to buy a switch Excellent. And and what do you think, Sulker? I think I'm going to wait and see on how it plays, but from initial impression, I'm definitely into this being an ongoing series, uh, especially if they keep having connectivity between the Go series 
and the Let's Go series, uh, just because I think that that's a really great way to bring those two worlds together. Like, we know that there are casual, like, casuals in both communities, which I kind of consider myself to be, so being able to, like, marry these two games together will be a great way for me to continue playing both. And I'm excited for it, so I hope they do. I have to ask, if they do a Let's Go for Gold and Silver, what do you think the Pokies would be? Would it be like, Let's Go Cyndaquil, Let's Go Totodile? Or and none they... for Chikorita Wieners. And none for Chikorita. <laughs> what, what do you think, uh, Sulker? Um, I don't know. Maybe let's go Togepi, let's go Meryl, sorry. I, I could see that, but... Actually, I think Slykick just nailed it. But I'm, I'm going to say, let's go uh, Centrit and let's go Rattata. Or uh, let's go Pichu, let's go Togepi? Uh, uh-huh. I think it needs to be like a non-baby. That's true. Oh, what about that weird pink dog? Snubble. 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 Let's Snubble. go Snubble, yeah. I let's go Meryl, let's go Snubble. Let's go Meryl, let's go Snubble. Let's or, go Meryl, or, let's go. Hot take, maybe it'll be a direct sequel and your character from Let's Go Eevee, Let's Go Pikachu will be traveling to the Gen 2 and like just kind of living their lives from there but at level 5 again. Ah, or uh, let's go Togepi, let's go Celebi. <laughs> That's not a... Let's go Lugia, let's go Ho-Oh while we're at it. <laughs> like, like, Togepi and Celebi is not really But they s- it sounds cute together. All right, well, um, one of the other big pieces of, of news, of course, was the Pokeball Plus accessory. You'll be able to use it as a controller for your Nintendo Switch. It has, like, a click button, an analog stick that will click in, and so you'll be able to play Pokemon Let's Go single-handed. It has motion control, so you can do, you know, like a throwing motion in order to catch pokies you'll be able to take it out on the go no pun intended you'll be able to take pokies in your ball with you and then interact with them or take them out at like lunch or tea and show all of your friends how big of a nerd you are by showing them your ball that says like gengar or whatever how do you guys feel about this do you plan on buying it let's start with slag kick i think we did sulker first last time technically but then i interrupted um as you do probably yes so i'm gonna say that i'm definitely going to buy this uh because you know, I led the episode on Pokemon Peripherals, and I really enjoy that. Oh, did I interrupt you? I'm so not sorry. Um, did you want to continue? I'll continue. I'll continue. Thanks. You're you're shaking your head aggressively at me. Put down the knife. Put that. Da- I'm kidding. Um, so, yeah, I'm definitely gonna get this thing. Uh, I do want to point out that unfortunately, it doesn't seem like from the Masuda-san interview that all Pokemon will be able to say their names through it. It may just be Eevee making its high-pitched slag kick noise. Uh, and Pikachu saying um, it's spoilers. Name. I am actually the voice of the new Eevee. <laughs> No, now that you say it, I see it. Um, congratulations. Uh, anyways, so I'm really excited for it. I'm, I'm interested to see what the other features that Masuda-san had kind of hinted at in the interview, because he, he definitely left it as a, you'll kind of see what's coming. And I'm, I'm really excited for that. But I do apologize for the hilarious interruption. Continue slide kick. No, I think it's really cute. Um, I'm interested to see if it's just going to be your main Let's Go buddy who goes with you, or if any of them can go. So that they actually have already talked about putting other pokies in the ball. We just don't know the degree to which they will be able to like say their names or what have you. But we, we Say my name, say my name. But we have gotten confirmation that it won't just be your Pikachu or your Eevee. Well, it's supposed to feel like them. the Pokemon is actually in the Pokeball too, so some of that haptic touch. Oh, that'll be interesting, yeah. Like what we see in the uh, HD Rumble 
assemble feature in the Joy-Con on the yeah. Nintendo Switch. Which we can feel like Ice Cube, so I guess it's going to feel like a... <laughs> I don't know how it'll feel like there's a Vanilla X in there. I am, I'm super excited for the uh, Pokeball Plus. Do you plan on buying one, Slaggy? Most likely, yes. And and Sulker, I'm sorry I missed your answer to that, if you planned on getting one. I said yes like eight times in that, but nine's enough. Yes, 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 yes. Excellent. All right, well then, last but not least, let's talk about the gameplay changes and the controversy. Now, I was pretty clear when I was doing my intro to this piece how I feel about the gameplay changes um, and, to some degree, the controversy. Let me ask you, Sulker, how do you feel about the changes themselves, and then how do you feel about the controversy around them? I am ambivalent about the changes until I see them in play. Um, I don't know, just the difference in merging the way that the fights work, or the random encounters work in Pokemon Go to how they work in the Pokemon mainline RPGs is interesting to me. I think that it kind of mirrors this the TV series a little bit, which I'm kind of okay with. Sure, you don't get the, like... Pikachu, use Thunderbolt to, like, weaken that Pidgey and catch it, but I like that you can grab a second Joy-Con, have your friend shake it, and, like, you're both, like, twin trainers running around and capturing Pokemon together. Sure, your friend, or me by myself. Yeah, I mean, you've got two Joy-Cons, whatever. Um, so, I I think it's going to be interesting. I want to see how the multiplayer functionality works uh, as kind of my main interest, because, you know, we're gonna be playing the game at the same time, so might as well see what... The connectivity is there. I do have concerns over, like, if I wanted to play with Spike and I grab the Joy-Con and shake in, will I be able to bring any of, his, like, pick which pokies of his I'm using in combat, or do I get to bring my own? So I think that'll be an interesting thing to see how they handle down the line for double battles and all of those different pieces. Um, in terms of the controversy, I'm not surprised that there are people who are upset about it. There are people who are upset about there being a mainline Pokemon RPG in 2019 and that this isn't it. There are people who are upset upset that this game exists and that we're not getting the 2019 game right now. I'm just happy there's more Pokemon games coming out and that I will get to experience them on Switch, meaning that I will get to live my best life playing them. That's really all I got to say on it. Uh, how about you, Psychic? Yeah, I mean, I feel like every new Pokemon announcement has its share of controversy. I mean, we keep going going back to Pokemon XD, which I do not think that that is an exact comparison because I do feel like this is going to be much more of a traditional Pokemon experience for the most part. Just a little more simplified. Um, and, you know, haters going to hate. I think it's really a cute idea that, um, you know, Masuda-san was talking about that, you know, this is a way for families to play, uh, the parents can go out and catch Pokemon during the workday at, on Pokemon Go and bring it home to their children. Like, I just, I think that it's, I think it's cute. Um, uh, I'm happy that there's room for something like this and something like a Sun and Moon, you know, Gen 8 coming next year. I, I mean, I'm just happy that we are going to be playing Pokemon this fall on the Switch. Yeah, yeah. So that about wraps it up for Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. Let's talk very briefly about Pokemon 2019. Um, this has been indicated to be uh, Generation 8. It, they have noted that this is going to be quote-unquote in the tradition of Pokemon X and Y and Sun and Moon. It's sort of going to be the experience more focused toward quote-unquote core players. Um, and there are a lot of people whom, at least a lot of the more intelligent people, whom aren't getting so worked up in the controversy that they're really losing sight of what this means. Um, a lot of people have postulated that we might be seeing, um, you know, more complex systems added to Pokemon 2019 because the product that is being designed to sort of younger audiences 
audiences and more casual audiences are Pokemon Let's Go, Pikachu, and Eevee. Um, so I guess I'd like to get a feel from each of you about what you're looking forward to in, in Pokemon 2019, what you're hoping for, and if it is a more core dedicated game, is that something that sounds good to you? And let's start with you, Sulker. So obviously I am super excited for there to be a Generation 8 and that it'll be on Switch. And so, I'm, I mean, I love being able to play on 3DS and all of that, but the graphics cannot keep up with the game demands of 2018 slash 2019. So I'm really excited to see what they can do with that Unreal 2 uh, to make this... Unreal 4. Unreal 4, Unreal 8, Unreal whatever. I don't know numbers. I only know that this is Gen 8 and I'm excited for that. Um, so I really do want to see a new region be kind of the focal point and maybe have some callbacks to the Kanto region uh, specifically as it relates to Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. I think it'd be cute if there were some callbacks there. Um, I, I want new Pokemon. I want a new villain organization. Um, I, I kind of hope that they c- uh, continue things like Ultra Beasts while maybe not necessarily being Ultra Beasts, having some other like, oh, it's an alternate timeline Pokemon thing. Maybe that can be their way that they relate to Let's Go Eevee and Pikachu. Um, I'm excited for there to be a new set of Pokemon to breed, Eevees, new abilities, like everything that comes with a a standard core game release. Um, Was that all you asked me? Because I feel like there's not a lot of knowledge on this right now, but I'm just really excited in general. Well, I I think that you summed it up pretty well. What about you, Psychic? What do you think? Uh, I think it needs to be like Breath of the Wild. I wanted an open world Pokemon game that is like an MMO. No, uh, no, I mean, I'm just, I'm happy with a new region, new Pokies. I would love to see like Gorochu and some of these babies. I hope that like um, people, I hope that Nintendo's seen the reaction that people are having to these babies and like bring some of them in. But I mean, you know, I'm. I really enjoyed Sun and Moon. I think that it took the series in some interesting directions, and I noted that Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon was a little more challenging. So, uh, you know, I think that there's precedent for, you know, Gen 8 to be a little more challenging. Excellent. It would be one thing I would actually think would be cool, especially with the Switch being easier to stream than a 3DS. Uh, it'd be cool if there was, a, like, a news lock um, mode that could be, like, a separate save file or whatever. But, like, uh, I mean, well, t- we actually, one of the big changes about Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee is that we know that it will support multiple save slots per console. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that has been confirmed. That is a confirmed thing. So a, a lot of us are also expecting that to carry over to Pokemon 2019. So which even I if it's like a new game plus, even if it's like a new game plus mode or something, like you have to beat the game a normal way first, and then you can Nuzlocke. Yeah. Oh, I would be super into running a Nuzlocke game if I had the option to also have my uh, standard game there just for the purposes of like completing story. That's it. All right. I'm, I'm excited. Uh, bring some of the babies back. I want my babies back, babies back, babies back, Pokemon. Excellent. Well, we're running a little long in the tooth, so it's about time to wrap this discussion up. Overall, um, how do you feel about the future of Pokemon or based on what we have seen in this event? And I want to start with you, Slagkick. Pokemon's canceled 2019. No, I think this is really exciting. I think this is a great way, you know, um, Pokemon Quest, LOL, cute, whatever, but I think the combination of Let's Go and 
then Gen 8 coming next year. Is this a good, it's a good time to be a Pokemon fan. And I think it's a good, it's going to be, uh, you know, a good start of Pokemon on the Switch. Excellent. And Sulker, what about you? After this news event, I have everything that I want slated up for the next year or so in terms of Pokemon. Uh, I know that unfortunately I'm going to be back into Pokemon Go a lot. So I say unfortunately, but I am happily living that life. Uh, I'm excited to see what the future holds in terms of Generation 8 and Generation 1 Plus is what I'm going to start calling Let's Go Eevee, Let's Go Pikachu, uh, because I think that that's going to just be an exciting new way to play that game. Pokemon Quest, I'm not sure, will last very long, but hey, it's a Pokemon title. It exists. Excellent. All right, well then, let's move on to our next segment. This is, of course, our Pokemon of the Week. I'm going to throw it over to Slagkick, and I will note, Slagkick, we are running long in the tooth, so anything you can do to speed this up would be delightful. Eevee, Japanese Eevee, is a normal type Pokemon introduced in Generation 1. Um, Eevee, of course, is one of our favorite cuties. It currently has eight different um, evolutions through various methods. Vaporeon via Waterstone, Jolteon via Thunderstone, Flareon via Firestone, Espeon via High Friendship during the daytime, Umbreon via High Friendship during the nighttime, Leafeon near a Moss Rock uh, after it levels up, uh, Glaceon leveled up near an Ice Rock, and Sylveon with leveled up with a Fairy-type move and two levels of affection, and not near a Moss or Ice Rock. Excellent. So, of course, we know that Eevee's going to be the mascot and starter for Let's Go Eevee. Uh, it was also the starter for XD Gale of Darkness and Pokemon Conquest, not to be confused with Pokemon Quest. It was um, your rival starter in Pokemon Yellow. was originally intended to be given to you. What a different world that would have been. Uh, Eevee well, is soon the, we will see. Eevee is the evolution Pokemon. It's original red and blue um, Pokedex entry is, is its genetic code is irregular. It may mutate if it is exposed to radiation from element stones. And so, uh, yeah, Eevee is super cute, little foxy critter, adorable. Um, if you use the um, EVMZ stone, you can give, or you cannot, you cannot give, you can use the Extreme Evo Boost Z move on Eevee. So that's something that's pretty cool for a unevolved Eevee. Um, yeah, that actually, uh, it increases attack, defense, special attack, special defense, and speed stats by two stages each. Um, so obviously, while you're not going to be doing damage to your opponent with the Z move, it can be a pretty big change changer for the situation in a clutch situation. I have to say, I hope that even though I don't think Z moves are going to be appropriate for Let's Go, I'd love to see Extreme Evo Boost be a move that's available. I don't know, maybe too overpowered. Right. <laughs> um, some major appearances may had an egg um, that hatched into an Eevee, eventually evolving into Glaceon. Serena had an Eevee um, that evolved, or she caught one, it evolved into a Sylveon. Gary's Eevee was, you know, uh, kind of appearing throughout the original run of the series. And it that evolved- bastard turned into an Umbreon, Umbreon right? Yeah. Because it's super evil. And then Sakura, who, who's she though? <laughs> Must have been one I wasn't really watching. Uh, she had an Eevee, and then they came across her later, and they became an Espeon. There have been lots and lots and lots of other appearances of Eevees. Um, there were like the uh, Eevee Brothers in the original run of the Indigo League. Um, we've seen Eevee as a Pokeball, Pokemon in Smash 3DS and Wii U. Um, Eevee has been a trophy. Um, yeah, just um, Eevee's kind of a long time been a mascot. We've always seen lots of merch with Eevee, and you know, we should have seen the writing on the wall with all of the Eevee merch uh, over the past 
few months. And then especially with Pikachu and Eevee being featured together, that was basically like, yeah. All right. Well, we sure do love Eevee around here in the Just studio. Just like we love feedback. But we also love feedback. We do have some link cables for you this week. And can one of you gents please take that on? Yes. Um, okay. So going over to Twitter. Oh, I got it. So uh, this week on the Twitters, uh, over at stabcast.org on Twitter. Stabcast.org. On Twitter. Um, we have a few link cables this week. Um, at the Solar Bear uh, seemed to be giving us as many updates as uh, possible while we were out uh, for the last couple of weeks. Um, there was the uh, at stabcast.org look at the babies, uh, and it is the Gen 2 uh, gold beta Pokemon that we had talked about a little bit earlier in this episode, um, which we super enjoy that uh, other fans of the show and fans of the series are loving as much as we are. Um, what else? Let's see. Uh, on Tuesday, when we were posting about the Pokeball Plus, um, we listed that as a new way to play that uh, the Pokemon official Twitter had posted out, um, to which Twitter user at Shifter said, THE BEST WAY! In all caps and with a question mark and exclamation point. Um, what else? We also have another tweet here from at the underscore solar bear, uh, notifying us of the uh, announcements that were going live this week. Uh, so a few hours before that went live. Uh, we have another adorable tweet from uh, at the underscore solar bear saying at stabcast.org at shadeland. Uh, these remind me of my niece when uh, she's trying to be scary and it's uh, the series of Pikachu dragon outfits uh, which you can find a link to over at the Twitter and it comes from uh, originally at JPN Stuffs uh, which looks like they have direct links to where you can buy this collection. Uh, and then finally we had one other tweet from at the underscore solar bear that says at stabcast.org I want one and I shall name it Articuno referring to uh, the Nature is Amazing uh, Twitter account that posted a male splendid fairy wren Malaris Splendid Splendidinus uh, all I know is I want a Splenda in my next coffee drink but it's an adorable blue bird that looks like it could be related to an Articuno I love or it's a Gen bird. 8 uh, fairy type fairy and flying that would be really amazing uh, so thank you guys out in internet radio land for tweeting at us uh, you can uh, share anything that you like with us uh, but you'll find out more about that in our outros so why don't I kick that over to Slackkick we love your feedback iTunes Stitcher Radio Google Play ratings reviews etc we like your Facebook likes and we love Twitter which is not a flying type Pokemon <laughs> uh, you can email us at mail at stabcast.org mail at stabcast.org and our home base is stabcast.org stabcast.org uh, Spike do you have some shout outs for us? I do as a matter of fact you can go listen to the Voice of Geeks Network over at vognetwork.com which features a ton of really great nerdy shows including the gamebuoy.org video game podcast gamebuoy.org video game podcast where Slackhick and I talk about all of our favorite left of center gaming news and views that maybe aren't on your radar but most definitely should be Slackhick what about you? Do you have some shows that people should be listening to? Yes I'd like to shout out to Reading is Fundamental the podcast where myself you Spike and Rob Roberts from Orange Lounge Radio and the Shaking is Crying podcast serve tea and dish on everything RuPaul's Drag Race honey it's basically like if you like Pokemon contests from the games but then you also like um, LGBT individuals who 
dress up um, like fierce clown women, uh, that's Drag Race. And so uh, you can hear us over at Reading Fundamental, RAFpodcast.com, and Sulker. I'd like to shout out to Very Random Encounters, VRE cast, uh, spun off from the uh, podcast or the crew of the mythical uh, Pokemon RPG podcast. Uh, This exciting RPG podcast is random as hell. Each season they play a random pen and paper RPG with randomly generated everything. Characters, monsters, and more. Uh, They just started up a series which is basically about uh, being in a alternate universe Japanese high school, so I definitely recommend checking that out if you're into a lot of uh, shonen shows. Um, I'd also like to add a new shout-out this week to the Traverse Town Times, a new podcast hosted by Spike and myself, aimed at demystifying the lore of the Kingdom Hearts games, uh, Kingdom Hearts news, and asking the question, what is Kingdom Hearts even? Traverse Town Times, your news source that's only there for you when you need it. And I believe we have some theme music to talk about. Wait, wait, is Kingdom Hearts even a new side game? What is Kingdom Hearts even? Yeah, definitely. (laughs) And then also Kingdom Hearts Odd. They're doing the Pokemon dual version thing. Let's be real. Kingdom Hearts Odd would be the least strangely named Kingdom Hearts spinoff game. It's like a Tamagotchi keychain game. It would probably be called like Kingdom Hearts Odd Story 1.5783 divided by Pi. Well, yes, Mm, we do have music. It's great. Um, we have theme music, good stuff. It's Professor Sycamore's Theme by Nathan Sharp, a.k.a. Nate Wants to Battle, over on the YouTubes, most famously. But you can also hear him, um, on the Spotify's and iTunes, and he's done some, uh, voice acting work, too. He was one of the daddies in Dream Daddy, the daddy dating sim, and he did some voices, or a voice, at least, in, uh, 2064 Read Only Memories. So, uh, yeah, Nate, I've never met him but he does cool music and voice acting so yay for him go support him give him your money excellent all right well with all that having been said that about wraps it up for this week thank you so much for spending this extremely warm sunday afternoon with us i hope yeah, i bet had... fire types are like at a bonus in let's go i mean probably pokemon go uh we've had a lovely time chatting with you i hope you've had half as much fun listening as we've had talking we will be back at you on a more regular basis from this week forward so please look forward forward to it we'll be back at you next time but until then keep catching keep catching keep training keep training and uh ibi yon kyodai ibi i choose you i know where i'm not wanted anymore let's go ibi wait i can't say alola anymore i I guess when i say let's go y'all say let's go let's go let's go 